You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. Here's your host, Dan Healy, also known as at the Miami Heat UK. Enjoy the show. Hello Heat Nation and NBA fans and welcome to episode 5 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK based podcast. I am your host Dan Healy and today you join me on the succession of the mini sweep of the Atlanta Hawks which improves Miami's record now to 4-1 and one after beating Atlanta both home and away back to back. And what a start to the season it's been. Four and one, guys. That's a great start, and we've got a lot to talk about. Mainly, how about them rooks, Tyler Harrow, and more more to the point, Kendrick Nunn. Wow, where's this guy come from? We've got a look at this new look roster that he have, uh, have showcased for us so far this season. We'll have a look back on some of the highlights of the games we've just gone by, including that incredible overtime victory against Milwaukee and then we'll have a little look about what's coming up next we've got a home game coming up against the Rockets next time out and then we've got a little mini trip out west for some tough games so it should be a good sample size now as the season starts to take shape so we'll have a little look at what's coming up we'll briefly touch on Dion Waiters and what is happening there and is there any way back for him now but mainly we've got to talk about these rookies so let's dive in So, let me take you back to draft night. Miami Heat, with the 13th pick, choose 19-year-old shooting guard out of Kentucky, Tyler Harrow. And what followed was a complete meltdown on uh, social media for Miami Heat, because nobody wanted him, nobody had heard of him, nobody had put him in a single analytic you know, possibility for Miami. It was just completely out of the blue. No, no one had even heard of his name, you know. So for Heat to pick him up, there was a meltdown about it. Oh, we shouldn't have got him. We should have had this one, that one, whoever. No one had spoke about Tyler. So all of a sudden, fast forward to Summer League. All we knew was that he was a bit of a shooter, you know, from what we'd seen out of his, uh, his college days is that he could shoot. And uh, suddenly he lit up Summer League. He went absolutely off on one. He was one of the best players at Summer League. And all of a sudden, this was in the midst of the trade scenarios where we was in for Russell Westbrook. And all of a sudden, this kid that no one wanted, when it was mentioned that OK, uh, yeah, OKC uh, was potentially looking to deal Westbrook to Miami, they mentioned Harrow's name. And all of a sudden, he was an untouchable. The deal, no one wanted to do the deal if it meant the hero was going the other way. So, you know, quite quite a rise there for this for this lad. But um, you know, what then followed was a very solid um preseason. And now everybody was all of a sudden getting excited about this kid who was gonna be, you know, a bench player, had suddenly worked his way into is is a is an untouchable. He's a starter, and now it gives us a whole new dimension in terms of an offense so everyone was getting excited about Tyler Harrow and rightly so he's been brilliant 
But what nobody had been mentioning, really, especially during Summer League, was the fact that although Tyler was brilliant, he wasn't our best player in Summer League. That went to Kendrick Nunn. And no one had really heard, again, no one had really heard of Kendrick Nunn. You know, an undrafted player, we picked him up on the last day of the end of last season. And that was the first thing that we'd seen of him. Possesses power, can shoot, can hit a free. You know, the, the, he, he had a lot to his game. And he was actually making, in fact, he made the Summer League like all, all-star team, whatever they call it. But he was in it. Not Tyler Hero. It was Kendrick Nunn. On we went to pre-season. And all of a sudden, if you didn't know him before, or you hadn't taken much notice of him before, well, you did when he dropped 40 on the Houston Rockets. Now, this kid was having a bit of limelight put on him. But even so, nobody expected him to start the season as a starter. And many thought that when Butler was ruled out for the opening games because of the birth of his daughter, congratulations, Jimmy, suddenly none was in the team. Yet, what we didn't realise, until Spo confirmed it, was that he was always going to be in the team. And it was actually Tyler that came in and took Jimmy's spot. So what a, you know, what a start to your career for Kendrick Nunn. You come in on the last day of the season. You sign to a rookie deal, one and a half million a year for the next three years. You light up Summer League, make the All-Star team. You come into pre-season, you drop 40 on the Rockets. And now you're a starter. Pretty impressive. But he wasn't stopping there. Kendrick Nunn then went on to become the only undrafted player to hit over 100 points in his first five games. In NBA history. So he's creating history already, five games into his NBA career. And he's actually only one point off of um, the whole NBA rookies Five first five games in their career, he was only one point off of that, let alone undrafted, just rookies in general. And that one point was only bettered by Kevin Durant. So, well, you know, what a way to introduce yourself. But, you know, th- this lad, I'll, I'll start with the, like the, a few of the negative bits because if you didn't know, and I'm assuming people do, but if you didn't know, um, he, Kendrick Nunn, is 24 years old. And the reason why he's sort of bounced around, not really done much, looking for a deal, um, and finally got uh, picked up by the Miami Heat. He was cut by the Warriors, and this is mainly all down to a uh, domestic abuse charge, charge uh, that was picked up on on um, on Kendrick. I'm not sure how many years ago. I'm not sure if it was recent. I really don't know too much about it. The only thing that I do know is that he was found guilty, or he pleaded guilty, to two charges of domestic abuse, which was to... He threw a uh, his girlfriend at the time, threw her to the floor, and he poured water on her. So that was his uh, his two main charges. He was dropped or pleaded not guilty and not charged for two further charges, which I think was for striking her and putting his hand over around her throat. He was found not guilty for those. Okay, he ended up doing a hundred hours in some sort of domestic abuse program uh, course thing that he had to do. So many would say that. You know, he's committed the crime, he's he's admitted the crime, he's owned it, and now he's dealt his time for it, and his punishment for it. So he's addressed it, and now all he wants to do is get his head down, work hard, and his ambitions are to be one of the best. He wants to be an all-star, he wants to prove that he has got a future to be a big player. 
In fact, he even said in a recent interview, I want to be an all-star. I want to be a Hall of Fame player. Now, his only opportunities he's had to prove anything to himself and to his team and to the general public that watch the NBA is what he's shown in five games so far, which is an average of 22.4 points per game. And I look at what I've seen of him, and this is only what I've seen of him. Didn't see any of preseason or summer league, really. I've only seen the last five games since the actions really got started. And if I'm being honest, I don't see a weakness in Kendrick Nunn's game at the moment. Now, this is a very small sample size, and I've got to try and bite my tongue a little bit because we've got some tough games to come, which might show us a bit more. But he's fast. He's got power. He can dunk. He drives to the basket. He can shoot mid-rangers. He's got a three-point shot on him as well. He's, I don't see what he can't do at the moment. You know, he's become, all of a sudden, a massive piece in our team. And you suddenly add a fully functional, fully firing Kendrick Nunn to what we've seen with Tyler Harrow already. At 19 years old, Tyler Harrow, he's already looking like he's been here all his life. You Imagine if them two become... You know, bona fide, quality NBA players. You know, imagine if they kick on every year. You add that to Jimmy, who I'll come on to Jimmy in a minute, but he's been brilliant in just a couple of games he's played. You add that to all-star Jimmy Butler. You add that to Bam, who has been our best player. Make no bones about that. He has been our best player, Bam, so far this season. And he's going to continue to get better, which is scary. And I told you, told you he was going to be this good, didn't I? So you add Bam to that. Still young. 22, is he 23, Bam? 22, I think. Then you've got players like Goran Dragic coming off the bench. Winslow has been good this season so far. Imagine if he gets getting better. And then you imagine by the time we've got some money in 2021 and we can add a, you know, a max player. It's exciting. It really is. But I, I just did not see this coming from these rooks. Especially not Kendrick Nunn. And, you know, all of a sudden now, a team that was projected to finish around the 5th, 6th, 7th seed, and that was including my own predictions, I had me down, I had us down as finishing there. All of a sudden, we're 4-1. and one. You look at the, um, whatever the, the thing is that they do, the, the predictions where it's after every game, they every day they uh, relay every team's um, remaining fixtures and they play it like 10,000 times a day and they give you like a, a prediction of how who's going to finish where and everything. Well, at the moment, the Heat are, are with the, in those predictions, the Heat are now projected to finish uh, with 49 wins this season. I had them around the 43, 44. So we're projected around the 49 wins at the moment. And I, we did say in the last episode, if you was listening, that Miami should be targeting a 50-win total. Which will get, which should be enough for a third or fourth seed, you'd think. You know, this is the target, and at the moment, I know it's only small, but this is what they're showing. So it's it's been brilliant, and we're we're now in the same predictions. We're predicted around a, I think it's a ninety nine point six percent chance of hitting the playoffs. We've now got a two point two percent chance of winning the NBA this year, NBA championship. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's all it's all looking quite rosy all of a sudden. So 
the ne- next thing I want to talk about after the break, I want to ca- carry on a little bit more with, with these two rooks, but I want to go in a bit more detail about how this roster has changed from what we had at the back end of last season and this quite slow-paced Miami Heat offense relying on defense first to what we've got now and what we've seen so far and also what the roster's going to look like going forward coming off the bench and the starting five and is this going to be what we've what we've seen so far? Is that going to be what we're going to get to Stafe? Or is there going to be other options? Will, it, will, will Spo mix it up? So let, let, let's talk about that next. So it's quite amazing to think really that just two rookies coming in and doing a great job. Um, in fact, you could almost say three rookies if you include Chris Silver, who I've been... I've I've loved watching the sort of handful of minutes we've been giving Chris Silva on the floor. Um, it's so scrappy. I've said I tweeted out the other day that I think he's played about twenty two minutes, and I think twenty of those minutes have have been on the hardwood. He's just scrapped for everything. I think it's what a, what a joy, what a way to get on on the fans' side by showing that sort of hunger with every possession. I mean, I'd I'd quite like him to him to just start games and. And just happily foul out after after sort of twenty minutes because that's what he'll do. He'll come in and just you know scrap and fight and just just go for every single ball whether it's there for him to take or not. Um, and he'll give you some points. He'll give you some hustle and then he'll foul out. I mean, he's been he's been really fun to watch. So uh, you you take Chris Silva, Tyler Hero, who's just I, I don't know what what his ceiling is at the moment. It seems so sky high. And then, you know, this emergence out of nowhere from Kendrick Nunn. And, you know, we've also got KZ Parlor, which we signed in the second round of the draft. And the Heat are really high on him. And we haven't seen anything of him yet. And yet the Heat as an organisation are really excited about KZ Parlor. So all of a sudden, this team... I mean, I've been a Miami Heat fan only, as you know, as I've said before, for four years. This is my fifth year. And I've I've... I know it's easy because we've been crap uh, for the last few years, um, but this is by far the most excited I've been watching Miami Heat. When you look at last year, you know, Whiteside, James Johnson, Dion Waiters' injuries, you know, um, people still arguing about who should be the point guard, you know, in terms of Winslow and Dragic and, you know, would Dragic be the same after quite a long injury and would that slow him down? You know, Jay Rich, as good of a player as he is, can you rely on him in the clutch, you know, at times? And it just seemed like there was, it was never going to be any better than what the Miami Heat could have got out of those players at that time. And therefore was always stuck in that sort of eighth or ninth seed, which is what we've been. We've been an eighth or ninth seed for the last three, four years, um, just hovering at 0.500. And that's getting the best out of those players as well. Now, all of a sudden, you know, Massive thing on on, on uh, getting rid of Hassan Whiteside. I'm not going to bag him because I've always liked him, but you can just see that there's sort of a cloud been lifted with with him and his attitude gone and his contract gone. You know, so so all of a sudden he's no longer an issue. We haven't got to play the contract minutes, which is what that you almost felt like he was obliged to do because he was earning 27 million. You felt like you had to play him to justify it. Well, that's gone. You know. We've banished Dion Waiters at the moment from his own doing um, because he didn't accept the fact that he would have he, he, he was going to be a bench role player. And the stupid thing is, is with Jimmy's um, 
arrival of his new new daughter, you know, that quite possibly could have been waiters that was taking those minutes. So he could have been an integral part of this. Who knows? Or unless Spo just sort of saw what uh, Nunn had to offer and decided, no, you know, he is going to be my starter, regardless of what happens with Butler, you're on the bench and he didn't like it. That's probably what had happened. But I don't see where he's going to come back from this now, Dion. I still like to think that he will, because I still quite like him. He's a, you know, he's a good player. He can drop 15, 16, 20 points a night if he wanted to. But he does demand the ball. And at the moment, from what you've seen from this team so far, what I've loved about this team is they all want to fight for each other. They all want to play the extra pass. The ball movement, the rotating has been fantastic. I mean, you might have seen on uh, on the highlights uh, the other night when... Um, uh, Hero, he came out to Hero on the edge of the perimeter and he, he played one more pass to Nunn who then shot the free and Tyler before he even left his hands was already running back to backcourt with his hands in the air celebrating because he knew it had, he knew it was going in and this was after it moved into every player on the court so this team, this, this five that we've got going at the moment now that Butler's back as well you know Winslow's been brilliant I think he started a little bit slow, but I think he's been, you know, his his numbers are better than what his performances are showing. Bam Adebayo has been our best player. He's been he's been brilliant. Again, you, you can never really look at his box score because his box score is never going to be that prolific because he doesn't um, get the rebounds that Whiteside used to get. He doesn't uh, score as well as maybe he could do. Um but he doesn't. He can. He can do everything. He can bring the ball out. He's defending. He's incredible. Absolutely incredible. I mean, he's come up already against uh, two of the best bigs in the league in Giannis and Towns, and neither of them, or you know, they still scored well, but nowhere near as much they've been scoring. And that's because they're coming up against Bam. He's just awesome. He's just awesome defending. He's, he's an elite, and he's going to keep getting better. He could make All Star this year. That's how good he is. And he's going to keep getting better. So Bam has been our best player. Then obviously what we've already covered in Tyler and with none. And, you know, this is all under the stewardship. And make no doubt about it. This is all under the leadership of Butler. He's only been there two games already. But you can see what he's doing. He's not trying to steal the limelight. He's not trying to get all the points and, you know, become man of the match every game. He He's there to authorise this team. You can see what his role has been already since he's come in. He owns this team already and he's loving it. You can see that everyone respects him and he respects everyone else. It's automatically become his team and he's thriving in it. And I think that, you know, a lot of people said, and you know, myself and so on included, that, you know, we always wondered what the motive was with Jimmy coming. He said he wants to win now. Was this really a team that was going to win now? You know, surely there was going to be some more help. I still think that's going to happen. You know, there's still going to be another star to come. But you start to see that probably the reason was is that he walked straight in, knowing that his friend Dwayne Wade was going out, and basically the baton was given to him. This is your team, go and sort it. And and everyone has responded to it. They've not done the. You know, we've heard all the rumours of how Jimmy can be a pain in the ass and he's a. You know, he's, he's a bad teammate and he causes trouble. I don't see that ever happening. The only person I see that happening with is the guy we've just said, which is Waiters, and I feel like he's not going to get given a chance because they're not going to share a floor together. You know, you can see that he's the daddy figure of this of this team. 
And so far, that performance last night against the Hawks, that stat line, yeah, five points, two for two for ten sh- shooting. A lot of people might look to that and go, "Oh, that's a quiet night." Well, I think there's only been about five times in NBA history that we'd seen the stat line that he brought for, brought up: nine rebounds, eleven assists, six steals, three blocks. You know, that is a player who is working hard for this team. And it's just, it's just, as I said, it's just so exciting. You know, Mayers Leonard. You know, I, I I would say you would normally think, well, probably Kenny Olynyk should be taking that spot. Um, but I quite like it. I quite like Leonard in at the moment. You know, he's not the greatest defensively. I think we've seen that already. Um, but I quite like getting through those first sort of half a dozen minutes with with uh, Leonard doing his thing. He can, we know he can shoot. He can add points. You know, and then bringing in Kelly, who is a better defender, a much better defender, and he can still hit the shots. I think that coming off the bench with that second unit, along with Dragic, who has absolutely embraced this six-man role. And again, another little dig there to Waiters. This is a player that was an all-star the year before. He he wanted to be on his team. Now, all of a sudden, he's saying in his own words, I want to be six-man of the year. You know, this is what I'm talking about. This is what everybody is fighting the same calls on this team now. And that's why I don't see Dion getting back in it, which is a shame because I like him. But I I actually wouldn't give a toss if he doesn't come back. James Johnson, for the first time, we saw him on the bench. Still didn't get any minutes, but he was on the bench for the first time. And we could sort of do with JJ, even though I've panned him a bit and... You know, he's not my favourite player, but I think that at the moment we could do with him. You know, he's just another person to bring in to play the, play in the four role. You know, if it uh, if it's not uh, working with, with Leonard, he's a backup with Alinek as well. He's got good energy. He can get at both ends of the floor. He can also play at the five as well for a few minutes if we need if we need him to. So I think that James Johnson's getting himself, getting back in this team will be another little help to this, to this Miami Heat side. So... This fast pace, this new look Miami look team, Miami Heat team, I think it's nothing other than excitement to be to be involved with at the moment. And people are saying, oh yeah, well, you know, you haven't come up against anyone that great at the moment. You know, let, let's see how you get on when you come up against the big boys, you know, Sixers and so on. Well, okay, we beat the Bucks in their own yard, underhand, with no Jimmy Butler, <laughs> you know, that weren't bad. That weren't bad. We, you know, that's a good start. So yeah, bring them on. Bring on. Bring on the guys. We're, we're as I said, this team should be looking at a fifty-win season. We should be looking at a third seed. That should be what we should be telling them. I still think we're quite a jump from the other two, but we are showing that we can do it with anybody. And as I say, it's, it's extremely exciting to watch. Be a good test coming up now. We've got Rockets at home. That's going to be a tough game. Because how do you stop their scoring? That's going to be tough. Then we go out west. We've got um, Suns. We've got Lakers. And we've got someone else. Oh, Denver, I think it is. Again, three very tough games all in their own way. You know, Denver are going to be really tough to crack. Lakers, you know, trying to control those big two. And Suns, I've been really impressed with so far. You know, they've they've beaten teams. They've only lost to teams narrowly by a point or two. So they're quite a fast young team as well. That's going to be a really interesting game. So this time next week, we should have a bit more sample size of what this team can do. 
and going out west is never easy. It's not going to be easy for me either because uh, I'm already starting to feel some of the um, some of the early uh, morning alarms that I've been getting. You know, staying up till you know between half one and three o'clock in the morning with these uh, with these late night games. But you know, at the moment it's quite nice because we've had the uh, the clocks go back, so it's been a little bit easier for us. But that's going that's going to all go back to normal next week. So that'll be fun. The two a.m. starts and the three thirty starts. But really excited to see how it's going to work now. Can this team sustain it? Because if we can come back with those games out west with a winning record, then we've got to start being taken seriously. People are going to take up and start, start taking notice of us. So it's exciting, guys. The most excited I've been in my short career as a Miami Heat fan. And I hope you are all too, because we never expected this. We didn't see this coming. I was expecting it to be you know, pretty much the same again, just mainly looking forward to Bam getting his role. That was really my main thing, apart from obviously Jimmy coming in. But it's a completely new look, and I'm loving it. So, be really interesting to see how we get on in the next week or so. So, next up, we'll do a little bit on um, the uh, game against the Bucks. I want to just quickly go over some highlights in that game, and then we'll answer one or two quick mailbags. And then we're done for this week, guys. Stay tuned. So I just wanted to uh, touch on the game against the Bucks in that incredible overtime victory against Milwaukee in game two of the regular season. And I really shouldn't be getting that excited and that wound up all in one go over game two of the regular season than I did on that particular night. Um, we was uh, we was around my cousin's flat. We was me, him, and uh, me, my cousin, and my brother all together for a one of what will be many watch parties that we do together. Um, all our teams were playing. Miami Heat were on first against the Bucks. Nice uh, UK friendly ten o'clock tip off time, and on we went with the game. And uh, soon were we were double digits down. That became seventeen down. Then became twenty one down. And, uh, you know, it looked like it was going to be a comfortable Bucks win. You know, it didn't seem like there was much going on. They were just better than us. It was as simple as that. But then after the break, we came out and, um, you know, the first little run came together. And then all of a sudden, you know, can we get back to within double single digits of space, which we did. And then all of a sudden, we're right back at them. And, you know, to quote my brother, who actually said these words, that's the Miami Heat for you. They just never F off. They always hang around. You've never beaten the Miami Heat. And sure enough, you know, incredible resilience to not only come back from a 21-point deficit, but to then take the lead in that game. Uh, we then did our absolute best to balls it all up again. You know, we, we could have won that game eight times, I think, before it went to overtime. And I don't think I've ever sworn as much as I swore when Giannis got that buzzer tip to, to bring the game into overtime. It was just ludicrous. We, it, the game should have been completely out of distance. For, the free throws at the line were ridiculous. The turnovers were ridiculous. That's something that needs to be addressed so far this season. That's been our one sort of big negative is the amount of turnovers, which is a little bit understanding because we are, we are a quick team now, but that's got to sharpen up. And the first signs that it did sharpen up actually against uh, Atlanta last night 
Uh, it was by far our fewest, so hopefully that's a sign of things to come. But yeah, just going back to the game. So yeah, that that I, I don't think I've ever swung that much. It was ridiculous that we allowed them to get back into it. And I was convinced when Giannis got that buzzer tie um, that we was we was now going to lose. And I tell you what, I would have been in a pig sick mood for the rest of that night if we would have lost that game. But we didn't. We did come over the line. We did win, despite even in overtime, nearly giving it away several times. And that brings me on to what I believe, even though in game two of the regular season, will probably be our biggest highlight. And that was the run-down block from Bam Adebayo, which would have actually, if that went in, that would have actually brought him to within a point with about 12 seconds to go. And not only was it because it was our failures again from the free-throw line, they fast broke and got us on the attack. And then not only was it that incredible block to, to block it, to not give away a foul, but then also it then came back to Tyler Hero, who then, we then passed it around the floor. So not only did we block it, we managed to waste about seven seconds while we passed it around before they fouled us again. And even though they fouled us again, I think we still missed free throws. So, uh, But that moment, I just felt like I had to bring it up because that game was literally what the Miami Heat all about. Pure heart attacks every single game, it seems. Nothing's done easy, you know. Everything's close. We never we never get blown out. We never seem to blow out others. It always just seems like it's a tight game. And, uh, you know, I was so deflated when that went into overtime because I was convinced we'd lost it. I kept shouting, what a statement that would have been, you know, to go 2-0 and against the best team in the East. And okay, in the end, we did do it. But I wasn't pleasant company for about half an hour during that game. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to um, to reminisce with that because uh, I just thought, yeah, typical Miami Heat. Never let us do anything easy. And a massive shout out for Bam for what I believe will be the highlight of the season already in that chase down block. So uh, that was brilliant. And uh, yeah, that's it's been a great start. It's been a great start. I didn't expect us to be 4-1. And, and I'm really looking forward to the next few to see how we get on as I've already addressed. So, uh, yeah, great start to the season. I hope you're all as excited as I am. Um, I, I don't know how many of you have been staying up for it, but um, if you are going to stay with me, then we've got a, uh, a big road trip out west now. Some silly o'clock hours. As always, I'll be there with my uh, in-game commentary, Fred. Uh, if you've been um, uh, reading along with me, then get involved, because I sometimes feel like I'm tweeting to myself in the middle of the night. So, uh I hope you've been enjoying that. If you have been looking at it, uh, obviously keep following me on Twitter and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go through the emotions together as we should do. So uh, that'll wrap that up. I've just got one or two quick mailbag questions and that'll do for this week. We'll get right back to today's episode in a minute, but first I just want to tell you that the Miami Heats UK account is now a proud affiliate and ambassador of Fanatics UK and NBA Store Europe. And I want to help you get a 10% discount on your next merch order. If you want to take advantage of this, you just need to do two very simple things. Firstly, if you click on the link that is embedded into the tweet that has sent this episode live, that will take you into the Fanatics website. You can then put together your order. And then when you get to checkout, all you do is put in voucher code HEATUK10. That's Heat 
UK1010, and that will give you a 10% discount at checkout. So if you want to get your new Miami Heat gear, if you want to get those Jimmy Butler jerseys, you'll need that code. However, this offer does not apply to just Miami Heat. It doesn't even just apply to the NBA. It is site-wide. You can get anything you want from the NFL teams. You can get NHL, MLB, MLS. It's even got some of the UK soccer stuff on there, and it is site-wide applicable. So just go to checkout, put in Heat UK 10 to get a 10% discount on your next merch order. Now back to the episode. Final segment today is, as always, the mailbag segment, and um, I got a reply from my brother, who is a Philadelphia 76ers fan, and uh, he has asked the question, am I Team Embiid or Team Cat after their scuffle last night? Um, And he said, in more seriousness, um, is this sort of thing good for the league, or is it embarrassing? Well... I think that the uh, the scuffle, whenever there's a breakout sort of with, with fights or, you know, scuffles on court, I don't really ever see that as a bad thing. You know, I think it's it's always a bit of handbags. You never normally see anything these days where it goes off properly and there's full haymakers being flown and connected and, you know, some damage being done. Um, normally, yeah, through f- few arms being waved and a little headlock and, they fall to the floor and that's the end of that. And that's exactly what happened. I think that, you know, Joel's response um, uh, after the scuffle was quite comical with him uh, going over to Mike Scott, Mike Scott and, um, you know, sort of fake boxing him and getting the crowd going. I, you know, I think I think all that sort of thing, it's all it's all part of the ticket price, isn't it? If something like that happens when you're in your when you're in the arena, um, you're going to be quite happy. You're going to it's going to get you going. It's uh I don't think any of that is uh, is bad for the league or embarrassing. You know, it's um, as long as there's been no serious damage uh, done, which of course there wasn't. They're both going to serve their punishment for it as well. They're going to get bans, which they have. Both players have got a two-game ban, so you know they've done the crime and they've served the time. So no, no problem with any of that. The only thing I will say though is I think that it is a bit embarrassing then, or maybe not embarrassing is the right word, but I think it crossed the line. Um, with the social media aftermath and again I've got no problem with them addressing each other about it and you know maybe being a bit of banty you know these are grown athletes you'd think they're both going to be all-stars so they're both going to be seeing each other again soon they could even be on the same team at all-star break Um, so I just feel like the the personal side of it crosses a line and Embiid's obviously the main culprit with that I don't think you know you need to be talking to a fellow professional uh, and calling them out in such a way I mean by all means as I said you can have a bit of banter and you know you can be have a bit of a laugh with it but you know calling him a bitch and you know Jimmy brought uh, Butler into it and saying you know my man was right about you and all the rest of it and you're a bitch you've always been a bitch and all of this I think you know that was a little bit cringy maybe went a bit too far um, I, I think you got they got to sort of remember in the heat at the moment that they are still role models. Uh, there'll be there'll be kids that'll be uh, that'll be looking up to them and they'll be they'll be reading that sort of thing. And you know it's it's maybe a bit too much. You know might, might maybe some might look at that and or hear me say that and think you know you're being a bit soft and you know get on with it. But and yeah maybe. But I think that the whole fight thing was quite funny. I think the reaction to Joel in in the um, in the arena, getting the crowd going and waving his hands as he does. 
I've got you know no problem with that. I think that's all part of the of the uh, of the adventure that comes with Joel Embiid. Um, but yeah, I just think it crossed the line a bit with the uh, with the with the social media stuff. It's out there for millions to see, and uh, maybe didn't need to be done to such a personal level. So uh, yeah, apart from that, no, all good fun. And uh, am I Team Embiid or Team Cat? Well, I'm Team Embiid. I love him. I know he's a he's, he's marmite. A lot of people don't like him, but I think he's box office. So uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm on his camp with that one. So yeah, cheers for that, Bobby. Um, Thanks for uh, for asking me a question there. There's uh, something a bit away from the heat, and uh, that'll be that'll be that for this week. Um, I've got hopefully in the pipeline next week a couple of special guests that will be joining me for um, for heating up the UK episode six. So um, fingers crossed. I won't reveal all now, but um, I will put it out there next week once everything is definitely done and confirmed. Um, but really looking forward to that. It's a couple of. Uh, people that hopefully are people in the NBA in the UK family will be aware of and will know. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to to recording that next week. And uh, we'll be seeing how Miami get on in the next week with a tough road trip, as we've addressed. Um, will we see more of the same again? Or will uh, things maybe catch up with them a little bit? All very exciting to see. Uh, can't wait for it. It's been a great start to the season. I think you'll all agree so much to be positive about and there's not many times we've said that in the last few years so um yep looking forward to the next stage of this roller coaster season that it will be so we'll wrap it up there guys that's uh, episode five of heating up the uk in the books and we will see you hopefully next week with a couple of guests take care guys